You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brad Nickens on From the Cheap Seats. Two guys who knew more about sports than all those guys who used to work at ESPN. Welcome to From the Cheap Seats, everybody. I'm Chris DeLambert. Brandon Atkins and Professor Trent Nichols are hanging out with me today. The NFL has arrived, gentlemen. What a weekend. It was like Christmas. It was like Christmas <laughs> for 16 different fan bases, and the other 16, mm-hmm. it was like, I don't know, Halloween? Maybe. Like my fantasy football team. Dude, we are not going down that <laughs> rabbit hole. I already got a W. I benched my defense. I'm good. I won. Game over. Uh, all right. That's it. <laughs> that's it. This will not be Fantasy Football Central today because when it is, we don't give fantasy football analysis. We just talk about our own teams. And I don't think there's anybody out there. I don't think there's anybody outside this room. And, in fact, I'm sure there's at least one person inside this room that doesn't want to hear about your fantasy teams. Tucker did good. Justin Tucker. Oh. And the fighting Justin Tuckers. Look out now. Worth an eighth round pick. Yeah, or whatever. Speaking of the uh, Justin Tucker, the Ravens. Dude, shut up. All I heard was Joe Flacco was hurt. Everyone's concerned about him. And then I hear that the Bengals are a good team, and somebody in this room predicted them to win their division. Somebody had their jersey on with a lighter in his hand, and I'm wondering, did you burn the jersey? <laughs> It may have happened. Oh, look! I'm going to tell you what. There were some. There were some bad football teams doing their thing on Sunday. Hey, and Trent, Cincinnati, got, chief among them. I got a question for Trent. Uh oh. What does Brandon Atkins, the Miami Dolphins, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Cincinnati Bengals have in common? <laughs> what is that? None of us scored touchdowns yesterday. <laughs> Or field goals, for that matter. There actually were four teams in the league that didn't score touchdowns yesterday. I will say this, and and you heard it here first. The calls for A.J. McCarron to start in Cincinnati, I'm certain, started yesterday afternoon. Hmm. Um, Andy Dalton put up a QBR yesterday of .6, (laughs) which is the lowest ever recorded for a quarterback that threw at least – or played at least 30 plays. I have never seen a more awful display at the quarterback position than I did yesterday. Now, that said, Dalton, over the years, has had several performances that rivaled that in terms of badness and has managed to just sort of brush him off his shoulders and continue to do his thing. I'll tell you that my takeaway from that game is twofold. First of all, if Danny Woodhead could stay healthy, he will be a weapon. And fantasy players out there, keep an eye on the on the waiver wire and the injury report because Danny Woodhead underneath out of the backfield is if he can stay on the field, is gonna have a huge year. Um, he went out with a hamstring injury after coming off the ACL surgery. So it's a health matter, but they have a plan for him, and it was impressive in the first quarter to watch. Baltimore deploy him. That defensive front for the Baltimore Ravens mm. is nasty. And Terrell Suggs went off. I'll say this to all of the Cincinnati faithful that are out there that are going to be screaming for A.J. McCarron to play moving forward. 
unless A.J. McCarron's going to play tackle, it isn't going to make any difference. <laughs> Cedric Albuehi for the Cincinnati Bengals got a lesson in football from T. Sizzle yesterday and absolutely got humiliated. And every time Baltimore needed to play, Suggs blew up Obwehi and came off the edge and wreaked havoc. Andy how, Dalton. How many years has T. Sizzle been in the league? It seems four, like 47, I think. <laughs> and to be playing at that high level. Yeah. Oh. He, he's something else. And I remember, if you recall, when he came out of Arizona State, he went out there and they worked out late and he ran like a 4.85 or something in the 40. And everybody just kind of looked at it and they ignored the numbers he put up as, as a Sun Devil. And he's just been one of those guys that's that, – that's done it from day one. And when he's in there and when he's healthy, he's – man, I don't know if he's the most disruptive defensive player in the league, but if he's not, he's a close second to J.J. Watt. He's really good. <clears throat> Who's got the best nickname? NFL has some really cool nicknames. Like there's one – of course there's T-Sizzle, which is hard to beat. There's a guy named Pot Roast. There's <laughs> another guy. favorite. There's another guy that played like, um, in the Dallas game. His nickname Snacks. I mean, that's pretty solid. Hey. T. Nichols, that's pretty hot. <laughs> Trent I like hot the professor Nichols. better. Professor. Okay. I don't know. I, I would I would tell you that when you look at bad football, the, the saving grace for the Cincinnati Bengals is that it wasn't a primetime game, and nobody saw it. They saw the highlights, and if you watch that, you're going to see a lot of Baltimore's defense going off. On the other hand – the late game with the Giants and Cowboys, what's going on in New York? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, okay, so here's me eating crow. I picked the Giants to win the division. Well done. Yeah, but I didn't realize they were going to only hand off the ball 12 times. Well, I mean, you're going to rely on Eli Manning throwing it and not try to run, then they're going to look – a disaster well, all year. And if you subtract Odell Beckham Jr. from that offense, you get what you get. Did Brandon Marshall even put a jersey on yesterday? Uh, I didn't see him. <laughs> I, Odell Beckham Jr. says he wants to be the highest paid player in football. Well, his value to the Giants was on display last night. He's got great leverage. But I'll tell you who's, whose value was really on display. Andrew Luck has mm. been hiding – all of the deficiencies on that Indianapolis team for years. They've been bad for a long time, and he has put them on their back. After watching that debacle yesterday against the Rams, I have new respect for who Andrew did, Luck. Who did they play? The Rams. Oh, I thought they played the 49ers. No, that was the Panthers. What are you talking about? Well, Chuck Pagano got up on his press conference and said they would got their butt kicked by the 49ers. <laughs> That's how bad he got Seriously. Well, so, that explains he was game planning for the wrong team. I mean, that's talk funny. about I didn't hear there's that. a lot of good that's, that's coach good things this week. But Chuck Bagano, buddy, you got to pack your bags. Well, You've got to go. That you thought roster, you played the 49ers. There's not a difference maker on that defense at any level. Nope. And the Rams just did whatever. And I'm hearing a lot of talking heads singing the praises of Jared Goff. And he, you know, sort of announced his arrival. Come on, man. I don't know, because it just didn't matter what LA did. The Colts couldn't do anything about it. Well, we talked about it yesterday. Sammy Watkins 
it's kind of like the McCaffrey effect with the, the Panthers. He does so many things well. He can take the top off the defense, and it really opens it up. I mean, remember the Rams last year? They were awful. They could not move the ball anywhere. Did you say last year or each of the last well, ten years? Yeah. I mean, well, I the Rams mean, have been awful. Well, Gurley's for a first long year time. in the league, he he tore the league up. Well, he, and Gurley's going to have a big year this year as well. Yeah. And like you said, Sammy Watkins, you know, not a top shelf player in the NFL, but what he brings to the table. And you look at Tavon Austin, you look at the other weapons around, and that defense in St. Louis has been good for a long time. Now, Aaron Donald completely punked an entire franchise. That's amazing. But he'll be back into the fold the next couple of weeks. L.A., I'm not ready to jump on the bandwagon mm-hmm. yet. Jared Goff's going to show have to show me he can do what he did this week against a legitimate NFL team because Indianapolis doesn't begin. No. In fact, Scott Tolzien, if I'm not mistaken, his very first uh, pass attempt yesterday was picked off, and that just kind of set the tone. Well, maybe Cutler That's did a- play yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. So, Sorry. speaking of picks, though, and you mm-hmm. brought that up, in the next segment, you have to stay tuned. We're going to do something new, and we're going to bring some expert analysis into the fold. Astute. And we're going to keep track of these folks, and, and I hope it's better than astute analysis. But I haven't quite decided where we're going to go with this. And I say I haven't decided, like this is a fiefdom or something. But here's my question is – how do we structure this? Because I'd like it to be competition. This has got to be competitive. Yes. So I don't know if there should be an individual award. I'm thinking it might be more fun if we break our pickers, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. into teams. And I was thinking initially, I was like, well, let's do this geographically. And we'll do East Coast, West Coast, because we're rap fans. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, nah. Maybe we'll do folks that are on a payroll somewhere that do this professionally, uh, do it against amateurs. Then I was thinking maybe boys versus girls. But then I'd get accused of being a cad because that's how folks like to do me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know. But we'll, we'll, we'll take a look at that and we'll see how the segment goes and we'll see how people dig it and we'll, we'll rock and roll. But as far as and, picks, and if you make picks one time and, and we get them in – and you're not very good, don't ex- don't expect a call back. Oh, no. Then you especially expect a call back because I love to make fun of people. Or we could do it as an elimination. Like whatever the professional, whoever had the best picks, he gets to call back. And it's why an elimination Why are you assuming round. it's going to be a, a guy? Well, no, I'm saying. No, no, no. Why, why are you assuming it's going to be a guy? I don't like that kind of sexism <sighs> I, well, in here. Well, no, Cad. I just <laughs> generically non-gender specific person wins. The female or male. Nice. Uh, they get to call back in. And the same with the uh, people that hang out with us from the cheap seats. The, right, we'll see how we can do that. The non-pros. I wonder if Diamond Dave is going to be on that panel. Because I'm starting he's to believe he's shaking he his head. No, he just walked golf. in. He's, I don't have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Diamond Dave still has got that don't go chasing waterfalls oh, in his Lord. head from what the weekend. What just happened? I don't know. I'm wondering if David Kaplan rolls out of bed with a shirt and tie on the. Yes, he does. That dude just rocks. He's got the footy fashion. pajamas <laughs> that have a tie and a button-down shirt. I'm, I'm sure uh, that's a, a real thing. I think he snuggles with a tie on. <laughs> Was he? Does he wear a tie does, to the beach? Does he, does he shower have a beach with tie? a tie? 
Does he have a beach tie? No, that's the only reason he goes to the beach. So he doesn't, so that have, he to doesn't have to wear a tie. I wonder if he has a tan line of the tie. <laughs> that would be bad. All right, like I promised, on the other side of the break, we're going to start this new segment. It doesn't have a name yet, but we're going we're gonna to listen, we're going to soak it in, and we're going to figure out what to do next. We'll be talking football for the next two hours. We'll talk a little bit of tennis. And since Dave Kaplan has arrived, Diamond Dave will be breaking down some golf and let us know what's going on. I'm sure I'm at the top of the leaderboard. I'm just waiting to find out. We'll get the official results from Diamond Dave Kaplan. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats on WDCC, WBLZ Sports, iTunes, Google Play. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. They're strong, and then there's Army Strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, Diamond Dave Kaplan has joined us. And like I said before the break, we're going to try something a little different here. You got to pay attention because it's all going to run back to back to back. Brandon, here's what happened. I reached out to several folks in the sports community and outside of that just right. to kind of keep it equitable and asked them to pick three games. Cincinnati and Tech and and Houston, excuse me, I'm a little confused. Cincinnati and Houston. Sure, it wasn't the 49ers. It wasn't the 49ers. It was the Bengals Texans, the opening of the Mercedes Benz Stadium. So Green Bay visits Atlanta this week. I think it's a good matchup um, for a lot of reasons. And then the big ball game in in what's otherwise a pretty bad college football weekend. I want to know where these folks are at with. Clemson at Louisville. So, without any further ado, run that tape. With me on the phone, Darrell Owen Sr., host of Legacy Makers podcast out of Richmond, Virginia, right up the road. What you got for us today, Mr. Owens? Well, you know, we got some um, pretty interesting picks coming down the pike here. 
Uh, very excited about some of the games that's coming on this week. Now, of course, uh, the first game that I want to give, uh, you know, my pick to is the Bengals and Texans. Uh, Bengals coming off of a uh, not-so-impressive performance by Andy Dalton throwing those four interceptions. Uh, it just did not look good for him. The Texans coming off an equally impressive uh, loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars, which no one saw that coming, including myself. Uh, so in this battle of the uh, not-so-impressives in week one, I'm still going to have to pick the Texans winning in that game. Uh, in game two, uh, the, the Packers and the Falcons. Uh, the interesting thing about this uh, matchup is this is going to be the Falcons' first game in the brand-new uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome. And last year, the Packers, uh, for those who didn't know, got an opportunity to open up the Vikings stadium. And opening up the Vikings stadium for them was uh, not so good of a deal. Uh, and so for the second straight year, they're opening up another team's stadium, and you know this team's going to come in hype. And a lot of people who know me know I'm a Packers fan, but this game I'm a little bit skeptical about, and I got the Falcons winning this game probably by three points. Uh, in the other... In the other game, Clemson versus Louisville, college level. Let me tell you something right now. This Clemson team, tough. Had a, they were losing to Auburn last week, 6 nothing. We were able to come back and win 14-6. Uh, you got Louisville coming in this one with a very, very, very impressive uh, defending Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Lamar Jackson, especially after that six-touchdown performance against North Carolina. I think it's going to be a very tough game. Uh, two, you know, two very high – quality quarterbacks coming in this one, but I got the defending national champions, Clemson, winning that one. Uh, and for something that uh, you guys uh, don't know, uh, for the first time probably in a long time, <laughs> the Buffalo Bills are in first place in the AFC East. On the phone, Sean Stinson, the editor of the Pendleton Times in Franklin, West Virginia. Sean, what's going on? Hey, Chris. Hope you guys are doing well down there in North Carolina. Uh, we are going to start off with our picks. Uh, we're going to take the Cincinnati Bengals over the Texans. You're going to have Atlanta in a squeaker over Green Bay. And you're going to have the University of Louisville blowing out our defending national champions in Clemson. Um, Someone says a blowout. Lamar a blowout. And his boys are going to blow out the Tigers. I love it, man. I love it. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blowout. And let's put it this way. The Texans are going uh, to lose, and then they're going to lose again the following week to New England. So a team that was thought to be possibly in the playoff hunt will start 0-3. Mark it down. It's a lock. It's a catch it in stone. It's a guarantee, my friend. That is as hot as hot takes come, brother. I try. With me on the phone is Denise Galloway, one of my favorite dancers in the whole world. Hi. Hi. Is everything going well with you? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for letting me talk to you. Uh, not exactly what we'd refer to as a sports expert, but she was given three games to pick. D, what do you got? Okay, so games? I get yeah, to pick games. games. Okay, so here are the games that I most like to play. Um, I like to play Monopoly, and I like to play um, like the like the the one where oh, it's uh, Cards Against Humanity. That's a really fun one. And I also like to play um, 
uh, Clue, actually. It's a pretty fun one. It's like an oldie but a goodie. Mm. I don't think you quite understood the instructions. There okay, are three what? football games that I sent you matchups for. Oh. And I wanted you to choose the winning team in each one of those three games. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, uh, um, okay, so one is, uh, the, like, Bengals, like Tigers? Yes. Okay, and they're playing against Texas? The, the Houston Texans. Texans. Okay. Um, do, you, um, do you know anything about, like, about what color their costumes are? The Cincinnati Bengals wear orange and black costumes. Well, that would make sense because they're tigers. Yes, and the Texans are red, white, and blue. Oh, well, red, white, and blue then, obviously, because, you know, America, make America great again. Um, okay, so Texans at the Bengals, tigers, and then um, the Packers, they wear green. What color do the Falcons wear? The Falcons wear red and black. Oh, well, we already have one red team winning, so I'm going to have to go with the Packers. And Clemson, Clemson, is that a college? That is a college. They're orange too, though, right? They are orange. They're they're actually the Tigers, yes. Not Bengal Tigers, oh. just the Clemson Tigers. Well, we do have one Tigers losing, but what color does Louisville wear there? They wear red. They are the Cardinals. Well, shit, I already have one of the red. Okay, then Clemson, Clemson. Clemson definitely will win because of the red. I mean the orange. <laughs> All right, so let's let, let's recap. You have the Texans winning. They're going to yes. make America great again. Over the over the Tigers because it's Tigers. <laughs> over the Bengals. All right, you're Sorry, taking whatever. The, the Packers because and you did know that the Packers wore green, so that's yeah. Because I used to thing. live in Wisconsin. Okay, perfect, perfect. And you're going to take the Clemson Tigers over the mm-hmm. Louisville Cardinals in the college matchup. Oh, I didn't know they were Cardinals, but yeah, Tigers would definitely eat birds. Perfect. And then the the other part of this whole operation, you're supposed to tell me something about sports that I don't know. About sports? Well, you know what? I'll play along. Just tell me something I don't know. Well, I was thinking of this because you were talking about the Packers, and I used to live in Wisconsin, and so about Packers and Wisconsin and cheese. And did you know that you're supposed to eat cheese at room temperature? People put it in the refrigerator, but that's not even right. I mean, you can store it in the refrigerator, but you have to make it room temperature to eat it. I had no idea. That's a true thing. <laughs> are there are there additional health benefits, um, or is this just a is this just I a, think, a I think it's mainly for flavor, but um, also it's really cold in Wisconsin. So I mean, I'm not sure if their room temperature is quite the same as like North Carolina, but I still think you should definitely take it out. I appreciate that, and I definitely, definitely did not know that. Yeah. So I think maybe we should do this again next week. Okay. And maybe we'll have a clearer understanding. Are we good? I love it. Awesome. I will talk okay. to you next week. Thanks. Goodbye. All right, Brandon, you hadn't had a chance to hear that before we ran it. What, what, are, your, what are your reflections? I mean, I learned a little bit about cheese. <laughs> Room temperature cheese is better than cold cheese. I didn't realize that there might be a difference in the room temperature in Wisconsin versus North Carolina. I don't know. Because my house stays at 72. Doesn't matter where I live. Wisconsin's crazy. I used to have a client up in Janesville. Uh huh. You go 30 miles north, completely different temperature. Like, I mean, the temperature drops like 15 degrees. 
Okay, so so you learned something else about Wisconsin, <laughs> dude. I've I've had my fill of Wisconsin already. So here's the thing, and it just occurred to me: this doesn't have to be a, a binary competition. I think we should keep a running tally on everything, and I primarily think that because I need to get ahead in something since it looks like I'm not going to win the FedEx challenge <laughs> that we put together. All that so, wasted. Oh, well, I, I disagree with that. All that wasted yeah. trash talk <laughs> down the tubes. <laughs> uh, there's look, we'll get to trash talk a little while later. But here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pick those games, and then you guys, we're gonna go around the horn. We'll all pick those games. Trent, he's our scorekeeper for everything. He's an accountant and just doesn't realize that that's his role. He's <laughs> professor yeah. of accounting. <laughs> yes, oh. yes. He um, yeah, he teaches at UNC Chapel Hill. I don't. He could. CCCC. CCCC. Mm. All right. I'm going to take in the first game. I'm going to – I have to go with my Bengals. Th- their season's on the line. They No, I'm serious. Uh, you, you laugh when I say that. They cannot go 0-2 at home. They can't open with two L's at home in games that were winnable. I'm not going to say they were prohibitive favorites. They have to beat the Texans. Uh, I do think Deshaun Watson's going to get the start for, for the Texans. Uh, that adds a dynamic that Cincinnati's going to have to choose from. Both those teams have to protect the quarterback better than they did in week one. Both of those teams are reeling. Uh, Cincinnati historically has struggled with Houston. Houston knocked them out of the playoffs a couple times. They beat them in prime time last year on a game. Cincinnati jacked field goal at the end of the game. But I'm going to take Cincinnati. That's a complete homer pick. Uh, they're desperate. I think the Texans going in, not not quite the same Emotion and they're dealing with the the aftermath of Harvey and the rest of that. And if they couldn't get up for the Jacksonville game better than than they did, it's gonna it's gonna be a challenge. All right, we'll be back on the other side with the rest of our illustrious panels picks, some golf, some James Franklin trash talk, and maybe some analysis. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats. A production of Cheap Seats Radio. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, Would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kiramutu todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brad Nickinson from the Cheap Seats. Two guys who knew more about sports than all those guys who used to work at ESPN. 
All right, welcome back. I'm Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and Diamond Dave Kaplan on WBCC, WBLZ Sports, or via podcast on iTunes or Google Play. This segment of the show brought to you by Libations, purveyors of fine wine and craft beers in downtown Sanford, North Carolina. Check it out. In fact, on Wednesday, 9-13, at about 6-15, I'll be hosting trivia over there. Once again, they have neglected to list me as the host. I'm a little buttoned <laughs> out of that whole situation. You got kicked to the curb. So. Uh-oh. I'm coming in because I wanted to. Are you uh, really? Yeah, I wanted to watch. Cool. I wanted to check it out. Well, no, we're going to do something new. If you're listening and you want to come out, we're going to do something new. I've gotten a lot of grief with regard to the categories. I'm going to put together multiple categories for each round and allow the players to choose. Ooh. So we're going to add another little element to it. It's going to be cool. Choir practice has started, Diamond Dave, so you will not be there. See, I'm paying attention. Yeah. I'm paying attention. So there, It doesn't start till 7.30, so I might be able to come and witness for a minute or two. Yeah, yeah, one Wednesday. I mean, we'll be if well I can into get it. out of work early enough. You talking about Baritone Dave over there? Baritone Dave. All right, so the picks to marry up with this Unyet or as yet unnamed segment. I took Cincinnati. I'm going to take Atlanta at home. They're playing. They get chip on the shoulder. The new Chick Fil A dome, but not Chick Fil A because you can't buy it on Sundays. Will open up. I think they're going to. I think they're going to bring in the uh, the new digs in style. However, they better protect their quarterback against that Green Bay defensive front than Seattle did this weekend because. Russell Wilson was on his bicycle the whole time. <laughs> and in the big college game, in what I already said once, is a pretty bad week of college football, I'm taking Louisville. And I'm taking Louisville big. And we're going to talk a little bit about Lamar Lamar Jackson. Chris has got a man crush. I, I'm going to tell you what. I mean, you're talking about the best player in college football. We'll, we'll dedicate a whole segment or two as we move forward, as long as we don't run out of time. But I think Lamar Jackson is just going to put too many points on the board. I don't think that Auburn defense that Clemson faced this past weekend is that much better than Louisville. And I don't see Louisville being held by anybody, even Clemson, to less than about 28 points. So I don't know how Clemson's going to score enough, but we'll, we'll pull that game apart. So that's I've got Cincinnati, Atlanta, and Louisville. Brandon, what say you? Well, let's start with the Cincinnati game. Um, Got to protect the quarterback in Texas. I think Cincinnati's going to pull it pull it off. I will point out though, um, they're getting a, Texas is getting Dwayne Brown probably back next week. I think they're finally going to pay him his money. He's missing from the O line, and they got sacked ten ten times this over this weekend. So uh, I'm still going to pick Cincy just because I don't want to hurt your feelings, Chris. Appreciate you, Don. Uh, the college game, here, here's the deal. Because y- y'all, y'all don't know ACC football like I do, okay? And here go- commence the eye rolls. This is what drives Trent crazy. Here's the deal. Clemson's the real deal. They're top, they're type, they're top five for life now. So just get used oh, to God. it. Oh, God. They have passed – the rebuilding phase. You lose a quarterback like the one they lost last year. They're past. All they do is reboot. So, yeah, they don't have the quarterback. But at all positions, they have rebooted this year. 
Maybe except with the with the you know with the exception of quarterback, but now they're running the ball. So Clemson is going to mollywop Louisville mm. next week because anybody's going to look good against those Tar Heels right now. They're just in a down season. They were up twenty eight to twenty seven on Louisville. I, I called Chris. I was like, Louisville's about to step on the gas, and they did. So, and then the other game. Um, I'm just going to pick the Green Bay because I want the Panthers to be number one in the division. How about that? All right. Stop and Dave, what you got? All right. I'm going to go with Cincinnati because uh, I'm still a big Gio Bernard fan. All right. That's, That's all fair. I got. That's all I got on that. I'm going to go Russell Bodine, too, starting at center. Oh, there you go. Heels, yeah, so. wow. How about that? A couple Tar Heels there, so that's why I'm going with that. Um Atlanta. I'm going to pick Atlanta because I think uh, you know they're going to have a rally cry. I think uh, Irma's going to beat up Atlanta a little bit, so I think they'll have a rally cry at home, as you mentioned, and uh, you know it'll, it'll be the sentimental favorite. So I'm going with that. All right. Before you go any farther, see you you bring a perspective that that some of us heathens don't necessarily. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the Mercedes Benz Stadium. Mercedes Benz Stadium opens this weekend. For NFL football, which is what it was built for. It'll do some special Mm -hmm. events or whatever. There are Chick-fil-A kiosks throughout the entire stadium. Mm -hmm. That sounds good right now, too. It sure does. Well, and it's it's not Sunday, so I I can go get some. We can go get some, yeah. How do you feel about Chick-fil-A not having those kiosks open during NFL games? Is that ludicrous, or is that sticking to your principles? Ah. Yeah, whatever. It just means they're making a lot of money. Yeah, that they can yeah, afford I mean, to do that. That's what ultimately nah, what it means. Yeah, all right. So they can throw it in there because that's Atlanta's kind of where it came out of, right? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and they wanted to make a presence. So still advertising. It might even work to, to their, their benefit. Advantage. I mean, they're yeah. like, dang, that'd be good right now. And then on Monday, all those people that are leaving the stadium are going, "Where is the nearest Chick Fil A?" Well, that's always that's actually been the corporate philosophy <laughs> is that you know not having it available on Sunday just right. brings you're going to do a bigger Monday. I don't know. I yeah. wish I'd have had that idea and could have made that little chicken sandwich because we'd be in a much different looking studio. Okay, so I need to make my college pick, right? Yes, sir. All right. So we got the uh, big ACC matchup this week. Mm-hmm. And uh, although some of Brandon's analysis is, is a bit far-fetched, but I do agree with <laughs> most of the premises. And, uh, and what I do agree with is I think Clemson's going to win this ball game. I do not think 500-yard uh, uh, – Jackson's going to get 500 yards. I think he'll be held more than the 300-yard range, and I don't think it'll be enough to beat Clemson. I think Clemson's just too big, too strong, too many athletes up front on that defensive end. The missed tackles won't be there that you saw the Tar Heels. that are They're becoming notorious for those again, Brandon. But uh, I think Clemson's going to win. I think they'll win by about 10 points. Wow. Do you think the Tar Heels had their focus on all the national championship rings that were passed out at halftime? Yeah. Most definitely. That was a pretty cool ceremony, actually. I enjoyed it. All right. Uh, you know, you got a rookie quarterback probably starting. He's only played half of football. It's a Thursday night game. Uh, I don't think there's enough time to prepare. I think Cincinnati has something to prove. They don't want to become the bungles again in Cincinnati. I think they will. Andy Dalton will come back and try to be that top 14, 15 uh, quarterback. Cincinnati will win. Uh, the Atlanta Green Bay, you know what? You got that evil Aaron Rodgers that likes to make a lot of people miserable coming down there to the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium. 
breaking some hearts, taking the victory on Green Bay. Then, you know, it's a, a very sad state of affairs when college football's got to rely on ACC football as the top game of the week. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't buy into it. I think Louisville, who's a, a, a team that shouldn't be in the ACC, they're a Midwest team, <laughs> they're going to come down here south and they're going to beat Clemson because that's just what we do. And then they're going to mollygaggle on their way back home <laughs> after they mollygaggle them Clemson boys or whatever Brandon said. I don't know that, uh, that saying. But Louisville takes the victory. You, you know what Brandon said? What he, he said say? the ceiling is the roof. That's what Brandon said. <laughs> okay, I, I, I have a question. Dave, you made an interesting point. Good, good points from everybody, actually. Dave, you said you don't feel like Lamar Jackson's going to get 500 yards this weekend. I think that's fair. I, I mean, if he does, I think you can go ahead and give him the Heisman now. What's the number? How many yards does he have to account for for Louisville to pull this out? I'd say the over and under number is going to be somewhere around 350. See, I I expect him to put up 350. Well, maybe 400. You push me to 400. I'm on 400. 400. So if so if Lamar if Lamar Jackson puts up 400 yards, you think Louisville can get the W? I think yeah. I think it it definitely tightens up from a 10 point win by Clemson to right there. You know, goes either way. All right, B. How many yards does Lamar Jackson have to account for to beat Clemson this week? I'd say about 400. That's the mark. All right. You know, they that, almost beat Clemson last year. I think they ahead. might be, in some ways, deeper, a deeper, more well-balanced team outside of the quarterback loss. Well, Clemson is coming into a situation where they're trying to figure out, are they a legitimate perennial power, or are they still just a really good ball club in a vacuum of five or six years? This is the type of challenge they have to be able to roll in. And it's not just beating Louisville on the road. It's the fact that they're doing it with a quarterback who's got two starts under his belt now and looks okay, but that ain't Deshaun Watson out there. No, but they did hold number 13 Auburn without a touchdown. You tell they my, never got in the end zone. Overrated SEC Auburn who's not going to be able to move the ball on every, on anybody? Is that who you're talking about? See, you can't win. As an <laughs> ACC fan, you cannot win. Like, if we go and beat up a top-ranked SEC team, they're overrated this year. Just this year, though. Next no, no, year. No, I, look, I'm not taking anything away from Clemson. Clemson, in the last three or four years, is one of the best two or three ball clubs in the country, period. There, there's no doubt. Are they a perennial top five? Are they a perennial top five? Yeah. It depends on how, what your definition of perennial is. Because well, I mean, do I look said, at them as a traditional powerhouse? Absolutely not. But I don't even think – I mean, Brandon said they, they're a team that reboots, and the problem I have with that is they had a nice run for a couple of years, right? Yeah. They're nice that, run. Well, yeah, they've had a – How about two national championships? Amazing games. run, but rebooting, they haven't had to change much. Now, maybe at the end of this year, if they get to the national title game, we can say, yes, they just reboot like Alabama. I, you have to. There were only two teams in the NCAA last year that had a 1,000-yard rusher, a 1,000-yard receiver, and a 4,000-yard passer. Two of them in the entire NCAA, Oklahoma State and Clemson. The difference between those two ball clubs is Oklahoma State returns all three of those athletes this year. Clemson lost all three of those guys. If Clemson can lose that much talent on the offensive side of the ball, come back in and be a player for a national championship this year, absolutely. I mean, they're in that tier now. 
Now, how long they can stay is anybody's guess. You know, are they a Oregon that stays in there six or seven years? Or are they Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, who's there for the next 15? I don't know. Well, as of yet, their offense hasn't proven that they've been able to replace them. I agree. I think their defense can win their games, their, uh, some games because the ACC is not that strong. But <laughs> I don't know if they'll have the offense to beat them. Heck, UNC you may be able to score resist. more. You cannot resist a chance to take a dig. Brandon's going to reach across Duke, and punch you in the mouth one Duke of these days. Duke has your most points. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols, and Diamond Dave Kaplan. Thank you, Libations, for everything you do for us. And you guys, come on out and spend some time with us on Wednesday. Every other Wednesday, check Facebook. We'll let you know what's going on, but we do some trivia over there. Always have a sports category, and Brandon Atkins always complains about the category. It's kind of bananas how that works out. Libations has got all that cool technology. You can look up on the screen and see the keg about to kick and That's sprint cool. over there and get that last the line. The last Pilsner. little bit of keg sludge. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. You guys at B-Dubs this weekend, big fight coming up. Am I wrong? Yeah, big fight. We got a Triple G versus Canelo. Unfortunately, the uh, the Sanford location will not be showing that. What? Nope. The uh, it's only oh. going to be it's going to be on Skybo Road and Durham. They are both showing that fight, and it's uh, the same deal as last time <laughs> when the twenty one are over. So you got to go to either Fayetteville or Durham. <laughs> Make sure you pack some Kevlar. Yeah. So is the uh, <laughs> which of our locations is showing the fight? I guess is the question. Well, since I took it, you took it on the chin for the McGregor fight. So I, I don't mind getting it. Sounds like a good. We is it a pay per view? Is it yeah. pay per view? Kaplan would be there, except he's going to be sitting under a waterfall somewhere. So he, he's going to be. Hey, is your singing. waterfall installed yet? No, not quite. No, I don't know. No, like brother. Let me tell you something though. So he sends me video. He's been talking about this thing for ages. He he has a a cooktop installed in his. Oh yeah, in his yeah. Kitchen. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Ice machine. The. the, the 
I can't even talk. <laughs> this cooktop, I'm thinking, this is cool. You know, this is like a hibachi restaurant. You show up and he's going to flip eggs into his hat and all the rest of this. He sends me video after the installation this weekend. This thing is a robot. We call it now Optimus Prime Rib. It's a legit robot. It's got arms and legs and it transforms. Transformers. It's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. I haven't even tr- cooked on it yet. I just I just stare at it. But he has cuddled it. Oh, my God. That thing's amazing. I want one so bad I can't stand it. Brandon, if you uh, if you do host that fight, I think Buffalo Wild Wings may uh, have delivery from their GM oh, with some oh. special catering for you. Sounds yeah. good, man. So all I want to know. know is, can you get your hands on some scorpion rum sauce? Because that seems to have been discontinued. I think uh, I'll have to take a look and what, right. what I can do. But I will show up <laughs> He's with whip the me wings, up some special hey, sauce. That sounds good. It. Desert right. heat, baby. Desert heat. Farm Bureau, you Hotter. guys showing up for the fight? Now, well, I might. I'll be around this weekend, so there's a right. possibility. We might could do something with that. Just get that waterfall running. I'll be there. Desert heat, hotter than northern Illinois football. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where they play, they play it the right way up there. All right, I'm going to – here's – here's this was unscripted and unplanned. We probably ought to have better production meetings. Or we any We were talking about Lamar Jackson, and, and I made a statement last week. It meant what I said that Josh Rosen and UCLA, with his comeback that he put up against Texas A&M on national television, was the front runner for the Heisman Trophy. I retract that statement, and I don't do that often. I usually stand by what I said. I kind of sat back and looked at it and really considered, and I'm going to make a statement, and I I hate to be that over-the-top guy, and I'm not trying to do this to elicit a reaction, but I really, in my heart of hearts at this point, feel like Lamar Jackson is the best college quarterback I've ever seen. I honestly believe that. And when you take it in context, when you look at what he did in the first two weeks of this season, where he put up over 1,000 yards of offense between those two games against teams that were middle-of-the-road Power 5 teams, he did it on a team that's not necessarily that good. He doesn't have superlative talent around him. And he just does it and makes it look easy. And in all of those, in both of those games, and everything he did last year, there's not the. You're not looking, and something crazy didn't happen. You know, it wasn't busted coverages all over. It's just within the construct of their offense, and they go out, and he does it, and he's unstoppable. And I'm, I'm making that statement. Well, Brandon, where are you at with that? Uh. You're saying he's the best quarterback ever. I think there's been a lot of great ones. I agree with Kaplan. He has the tendency to overthrow receivers. Now, if he was a little more accurate, you'd be talking a whole different story. I mean, he would be literally unstoppable, but he's not. He's not got that accuracy. So, regardless of system, if you were a college head coach, let's go to UAB. All right, UAB destroyed – they canceled their football program a couple years ago. They've just started playing again this year, so they started from scratch. If you had a chance to bring any quarterback in the history of the NCAA as an incoming freshman, hadn't even figured out what kind of system you're going to run, who, what college quarterback would you want to build your program around? I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Give me, I mean, throw something out there. You guys are not agreeing I mean, with me, but you're I, like, I, I don't me, have anybody I've got else other, out there. Uh, I think uh, Vince Young – 
was an incredible college quarterback. Vince Young was definitely an incredible college quarterback. And then another one that did as done as poorly in the uh, NFL is Johnny Manziel. He was an incredible college quarterback. Yep. I would agree with both of those guys, but well, see, I'll take Lamar Jackson over both of them. The thing about it, though, is if you watch the game against the Tar Heels this weekend, they were running the same play on the hills, uh, on the heels. They were running – they were just – put a, like a running back out to the left-hand side, he's tossing it them, and it goes for 15 or 20, and they're running it kind of over and over again. You're not going to be able to do that against Clemson. You're going to have to game plan a little bit better. They could kind of do whatever they wanted to at will at certain times in that game. Okay. I mean, Clemson may make him look as so bad that I come back and tell you, no, I haven't seen him look that bad yet. Yeah. Now, they stumbled, and Louisville as a team stubbed their toe down the stretch last year. But I saw this guy play at a top level against Clemson and Florida State last year. And, I mean, Clemson may do something to him that changes my mind. But as we sit here today, I'll take Lamar Jackson against anybody. Trent, you're always good to pull somebody out of nowhere. I do have a name in my head, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a shot to see what you got here. See – I've never been a huge college football fan, I'll, I'll have to admit. But when I was down in Texas, everybody was all about the Longhorns and Texas A&M and all them. But I lived in Houston, and their quarterback at the time was Case Keenum, and he was a heck of a quarterback. System passer. Well, you know, he made Houston relevant. And, I got one. Well, you know, he made he Houston good relevant. Job for him. He, he played the part. Well, here's the thing, and, and – I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this right back at you, and I'm not trying to be ugly when I do it. Case Keenum is no better than the third best quarterback in Houston history because Andre Ware and David Klingler were next level as run and shoot quarterbacks. Yeah, the guy that I'm gonna throw out, and, and I expect Dave to remember this. I'll be I, I'm certain at this point that Trent won't because he just put himself out there and said I'm not a college football guy. Major Harris oh, yeah. is the guy that I remember at West Virginia. Brandon, yeah, you remember when West Virginia played Notre Dame in the national championship game years ago? Yep. Major Harris was the first quarterback in my lifetime that I looked at and was transformational and just could not be stopped and had nothing around him and carried that West Virginia team all the way to a national championship game. But I look at Lamar Jackson now. Vince Young, I think, is a great example or a great comparison. Manziel, man, Manziel had such good talent around him. That's what, to me, because if you look at it, no matter what happened with Manziel, he could just throw the ball up and Mike Evans was going to go get it. Right. And there was a lot of garbage and a lot of that that stuff. But I stand by my statement. Time will tell, and we'll have a different baseline to judge this from after this game. I think this is going to be a great game. And I think it will tell the tale with the issues Florida State now suddenly has at the quarterback position. I think whoever comes out of this Clemson-Louisville game with the W – is your favorite to win the uh, to win the conference? So is it the best quarterback you've ever seen play in college? Yes. Or the best college quarterback? Best college quarterback. What about Tim Tebow? I, yeah, he's Tebow, a good one. You, well, it's funny because you said, "Well, I don't think Jackson's accurate enough." Tebow was not accurate. Tebow was a threat with his legs who could throw the ball a little bit. I would take Lamar Jackson, and that's not a knock against Tebow because Tebow, in terms of accomplishments. One of the best ever in in college football. I've got one more. Go ahead. You can have as many as you want. Tommy Frazier. Tommy Frazier was a good one. But Tommy Frazier in the pantheon of option quarterbacks, 
See, I'll probably take J.C. Watts before I take him. You had Jamel Holloway. You know, there, there's there's all those option quarterbacks. About, Tommy Frazier wasn't going to throw anything anywhere ever. What about but I was wearing his, his jersey this morning. What about Cam, Cam Newton? Newton? Cam was yeah, good. That was a good one. Cam was good. But I, here's here's I'm going to make a statement about Cam. I think that Auburn National Championship team, you guys are going to laugh at me. We laugh at you. Cam Newton wasn't, was not the best player on that team. Okay. I'd take Nick Fairley. I think Nick Fairley in the middle of that defensive line was more important to that team than Cam Newton was. Cam Newton was, a, was obviously a transformational athlete, and he might be the number two or three on my list behind Jackson. But when I look at Jackson, I I mean Cam <laughs> Cam had a lot of talent around him at Auburn. Okay. And but what they did was great in that yeah. year. But the other piece of that too is they only played the one year. So yeah. that's another that's I didn't another know that was a criteria. Like I mean, I mean there is no I, I didn't sit down and put together a list of rules. I'm just telling you what my gut tells me. Well, I think Colt McCoy, if he wouldn't have gotten oh, hurt, on, he could have beat uh, Alabama in that national title game. Trent. You also have Matt Liner. Trent. Matt Liner. Trent. What about yeah. Doug Flutie? Yeah, what about get... Doug Flutie? Du- well, Give yeah, me some Doug one Flutie. Pass. One pass. I thought this was <laughs> going to be. I thought this was going to no, be. No, Matt Liner is pretty good one. Colt, how are Matt you Matt Liner was 37 and two. Okay, mm-hmm. Carson Palmer was a better quarterback at USC than Matt Liner. How he had eleven thousand yards, ninety-nine touchdowns. Look at Ken Dorsey from Miami. Yeah, he was. A good I mean, one. You, I'm telling you what I see. These statistics, I, I get it. And these dropback passers, system guys, whatever the case might be, I'm just telling you, Lamar Jackson's my guy. We'll see you on the other side of the break. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Kiramutu todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brad Nickens on From the Cheap Seats. Two guys who knew more about sports than all those guys who used to work at ESPN. All right, as always, Jay Bliss scheduled to join us. Brandon, I asked you before the break how the first Raw segment went. That you hadn't heard before we got in here. Yep. 
It was okay? Yeah, it was good. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you the same thing again here in just a couple minutes. Uh Uh-oh, that look looks weird. There's a twist. That's all I'm going to say. Run that tape. He's already a comedian with a great reputation for bringing the funny, and now he has a new title, NC's Funniest Person, Jay Bliss. I was a fiend. Before I became a teen, I melted microphones instead of cones and ice cream music orientated. So when hip hop was originated, fitted like pieces of puzzles, bit complicated. Hey guys, it's Trent Nichols. I am the 485th funniest man in North Carolina. And I am a little perturbed. I'm a big fan of social media, and I use Twitter a lot to uh, get a lot of news and keep up with what's going on. But this week, Something disturbed me when I see LaMelo tweeting out that he needs a PlayStation card. And I kind of paused, going, what? what? What are we doing here? He had just turned 16, shows up to his 16th birthday party in a Lamborghini. Yet he needs somebody to send him a free PlayStation card. When I was 16, I showed up in an 81 Chevette. And that was 1994, so for him to be able to be 16 years old and show up in a Lamborghini is way better than what I was doing. I mean, if I needed a PlayStation card, heck, I would have to mow the yard 12 times to buy myself a PlayStation card. So this guy, man, he is the heir to the the big baller brand once his uh, brother turns it down. I mean, heck, if this guy stays true... He can join his brother in the NBA, um, and once you get to the NBA, heck, he can get a free Kardashian sister if he needs. So I don't know why we need to send him a PlayStation card, because it seems like maybe he could sell sneakers and buy himself one. I can't get anything for free. Heck, I could ask for a burrito from Taco Bell, and I have to wait for National Burrito Day. Dude, you're 16. Enjoy it. You're on PlayStation, you got your own little PlayStation character, you got your own shoes, you got your dad taking control of your life, doing a great job for you, being very quiet in the background for you, and, you know, I don't know if you need to ask the world for a PlayStation card. I'm sure there's a lot better things that you can be doing with your uh, Twitter handle. That is is it. Thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, let me... uh, get this off my chest my social media i will continue to uh, troll through and get my information social media is great it's helped me out saved my voice now all i have to do is tweet my daughters that it's dinner time they can come running downstairs instead of me yelling at them the old-fashioned way and i look forward to having mr j bliss number one funniest man here in north carolina back on from the cheap seats I am Professor Trent Nichols, number 485. Harvey couldn't take out Texas. Irma's not going to take out Florida. Stay strong out there, everyone. It's complicated, because I grab the mic and try to say yes, y'all. They try to and say that I'm too small. Cool, because I don't get upset. I kick a hole in the speaker, pull a plug, then I jet. Back to the lab. I think your position at number 485, Trent, is safe. I don't know how much more upward mobility you have from number 485, but I think you're solidly in there. Let's just say there's just a little potential for improvement. This dude said he could get himself a free Kardashian sister. Listen, ain't no Kardashian sister free. 
I'm pretty sure just in the high maintenance. <laughs> All things considered, I think I'd prefer a PS4 Plus card to one of the Kardashian <laughs> sisters. I mean, look what they did to Lamar Odom. You're taking your life in your hands, brother. No doubt. This dude went from NBA star to crackhead. <laughs> Good job. I would have said, look what they did <laughs> to Chris Humphreys, but he was going to suck anyway. Hey, dude, no, who's who's gone on to bigger and better things after they started fooling with the Kardashians? And where's Ray J these days? That's all. <laughs> he's the smartest one of the bunch. He disappeared. Dude, well, you yeah. know he's not kicking it with Kanye. <laughs> Eskimo Brothers. Oh, my God. So, Trent filling in. I was going to say, Jay Bliss sounds a little different. <laughs> yeah, Jay Bliss, he was caught up at hotel, on the road, whole thing. We were going back and forth and finally just kind of pulled the plug. No, and, and considered not doing the segment at all. But I thought, you know what? He's been busy, tied up, working on that problem that we all have, like the fantasy mulligan <laughs> that he's trying to figure out for fantasy football. He's been trying to fine-tune that. In fact, I think they're not even going to call it the mulligan. I think it'll be called the bliss. Right. It just created a new the thing. The bliss. But I figured, let's give the kid a shot. Trent's always complaining that he doesn't get billing you know, in the show. We've done a gazillion promos with Trent in them, and for some reason Schlepprock's like, I'm just not going to put these together. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I've, so it's not me, Trent. It's not. It's Schlepprock. Schlepprock. <laughs> Schlepprock. So, you know, can I throw – I'm going to come out of way out of left field, and we've already taught some NFL, but I need to throw a little bit of trivia, and y'all will get it because you guys are smart guys. Cleveland Browns. You were talking about the Bungles being the worst team in the NFL. Are Two-parter. Are the Cleveland Browns ever going to be good? Nope. Ever. Check this out. Since they came back in the league, I think it was 1999. Who was the most winning quarterback in their in their house, in their facility? At their facility, I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, there Big you go. Ben. <laughs> Eleven wins in Cleveland. Oh my God, that's eleven and zero. Yeah, he's never lost. But I don't think. think about that. Think about that. There's not a single quarterback. Joe Thomas is in his 10th season with Cleveland. This is the 22nd quarterback he's played with. That's unbelievable. That's unfathomable. And not one of those guys, since they came back into the league, has won 11 games at home. I think I got one better for you. I think the only time they opened the season one and zero, I think Garcia was playing for him. Oh man! Well, they were six and three at one point in one season. I don't know what like season, but when that's ago. what you're hanging your hat on. It's brutal. <laughs> and the craziest piece of that is you remember who the head coach was when the Browns left and went to Baltimore. Belichick. Right? That's yeah. right, Bill Belichick, with and Ray Lewis in tow. What an awful loser he is. Do you ever watch his pressers? I mean, I know they're boring. He doesn't give up any information. But he is such an awful loser. He's like, you know, we didn't coach good enough. We didn't play good enough. And that's going to answer all your questions that you're about to ask me. And then he just says, repeats himself. We didn't play good well, enough. I he, love how he's got the media trained because he sits down and he talks for 45 seconds and is like, any other questions? And then bounces. Because nobody, they don't even have time for that mess. Now, i tell you who does do good press conferences. Now, this weekend, Penn State – 
And Penn State's a team that's on the come. They've turned the corner. James Franklin has been a hot young head coach for a long time. I think he's moving into the upper echelons where you can call him one of the better coaches in the country, period, young or not. Last year, Pitt, their in-state rival, ruined their season. Penn State went on, really felt like they should have got a crack to get into the uh, the the. National championship picture, it was that loss to Pitt that haunted them. And Pitt made a big deal about the game. This year, Penn State handled business and set themselves up for what I think is a, ultimately just a showdown with Ohio State. I think – and we'll talk about the Ohio State-Oklahoma game in just a minute. But that Penn State victory, Penn State went in their handled business. And then this happened. He got in front of a microphone post-game and gave one of the greatest statements. Last year for their win, it was like the Super Bowl, uh, but for us, this was just like beating Akron. What? <laughs> what? Wow. That's your natural rival, and that's as good a line as I've ever heard from anybody in any press conference. It was just like beating Akron. Yeah, Akron's like, what do we do? Right? <laughs> How do we get dragged into this? It's like a <laughs> stray bullet hit Akron on a drive-by. <laughs> the zips, the, you know, taking it on the chin, that to me was hysterical. They and we were talking about it before the show. He backed off of that in a hurry but didn't back off of it. Uh, I thought he went 180. He, he, he said it was like their Super Bowl. And then, then he tried to say something like, well, you know, every win for us is a Super Bowl. First of all, in college football, you don't actually win a Super Bowl. <laughs> you might want to get that right, okay? You're not playing the 49ers. You're not playing in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the Zips, they lived up to their name that week one because they scored absolutely zip, right? Wow. So let's just pile on Akron. Well, but he got- did. He backed off. I, I thought – you know, because I heard this earlier today. I heard the sound, and I heard it yesterday, um, or over the weekend. And he backs way off of it. And you know, if you just leave it there, and it's a mic drop moment, it's awesome. But then the way he backpedals off oh, of it, I thought it was weeks off. This, this, this is not going away. This will be bulletin board material oh, yeah. in pit. For years, the question is whether or not Pitt can ever do anything with it, because that's a team that. We were talking about sleeping giants in the ACC a couple weeks ago. Pitt's one of those teams, man. They've got a beautiful facility. They, they've they got the rich history from way back in the day, and Pitt just can't ever sustain. They'll go through a couple good years when they bring in you know some next-level athlete in there, but they just can't get it done. And Penn State looks like the real deal. Saquon Barkley getting a lot of run for as a Heisman candidate, I think that's a little over the top. I think that's the, the the national media trying to come up with somebody out of the Big Ten that could be in the mix. Saquon Barkley is a very nice back. Um, I don't know if he's Heisman material, especially in, an, in, in a year like this where you've got some really, really, really top-shelf quarterbacks. But Penn State, that's going to be bulletin board material over there for Pitt. But I'm sure on college game day – and venues like that, you're going to see some Penn State fans showing up with signs like that for, you know, everything. Beating these guys, fill in the blank, is just like beating Akron. 
I love it. I think it's great mic drop moment, and I get the context. He wasn't – well, maybe he wasn't. I mean, James Franklin's a smart guy. He's a well-spoken guy. He doesn't say things on accident. Uh, that, that was well He didn't just pull that out of his pocket at the last minute. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. I'm Chris DeLambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. we got half an hour to go. A lot of ground to cover. We still haven't talked much about Ohio State, Oklahoma. Well, let's go there. Well, let's go there. You know, the- we also, though, and i got to give a heads up, we still we owe the public our power rankings for the NFL before we close this thing down today. Mm-hmm. And at some point, we got to give Dave Kaplan five minutes, which will turn into 10 or 15 minutes to recap some golf. So Ohio State, Oklahoma. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right out of the gate. Big win for Oklahoma, meaningless loss for Ohio State. Just like it was last year where it was a big win for Ohio State, meaningless loss for Oklahoma. We talked forever a couple weeks ago about scheduling. This is two powerhouse programs who have nothing to lose. And just like the Florida State-Alabama game, except for the fact that Florida State didn't get out unscathed and lost their quarterback, that loss in the bigger scheme doesn't mean anything. You have to go no further than Vegas. Do you see the odds? The Ohio State, it went from 3-1 to all the way to a whopping 6-1. to So Vegas still (laughs) believes that Ohio State is the real deal. And, in fact, I watched that game – by the end of the year, Ohio State will win that game. They would win that same game over Oklahoma. Maybe they've got some. They've got some issues, and it's the same issues they had last year. They're not good vertically on offense, and the pass protection is just not what Ohio State fans have become accustomed to. Oklahoma Baker Mayfield is great. They've got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Oklahoma's a nice ball club. Here's the deal: Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Bedlam. October 28th, I believe it is, that's the game for all the marbles in the Pac-12. Yeah. The only team on either team's schedule that stands any chance to beat them 
is West Virginia. And I don't think West Virginia's got enough defense to stop either one of them. So if they get, say both of those teams are undefeated, uh, Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, mm-hmm. the winner, are they a lock for the number one seed in the playoff? If both of them, yeah, I think if I think that, that if one of those teams runs the table, and I do think that that's going to happen at this point, I think the winner of the Pac-12 this year is in. Oklahoma I mean, no, no, State. No, I'm, I'm talking about the number one seed. You know, no, one of those no, two no, is going to no, be in. You, no, you don't no, think anybody's no, to play? No, 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 no. First of all, let's stop the presses. Alabama is more likely than not to go undefeated through the SEC and win the SEC championship. They're the number one seed, and they're the best team in the country. So after that, you know, we'll see what happens in the ACC. If Clemson or Louisville runs the table and goes undefeated out of the ACC, I would look at strength of schedule, and probably either of those teams I would put ahead of Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. That's, who would, that's who would win? Who would win? But uh, between Alabama and the Bengals right now. Right now, if <laughs> if Andy Dalton comes out and plays the way he did on Sunday, Alabama might beat them by three touchdowns. Um, I, I honestly think that's your that's you've got Alabama and everybody else now. When when it's all said and done, can Alabama stub their toe? Certainly. When it gets to the national playoff, can something crazy happen? Absolutely. Alabama's gone in before and gotten beaten in this. You know in that national championship playoff. But I would say if Alabama runs the table, they're the one seed, period. Um, if a team comes out of the ACC this year and is perfect, I think they're good. Big Ten, the Big Ten is top-heavy, but the way their divisions split up, it's it's just kind of funky, and they, they're going to have to address that. you you got teams, Wisconsin, you talked about before, Trent. Wisconsin's got a chance to roll through there and go undefeated into the, into the Big Ten championship without playing anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, there's a reasonable chance that Ohio State's going to have to play Michigan in back-to-back weeks. There's, it's goofy, and they need to address right. that with the Big Ten. Um, so what if know, we were playing? We were out in your driveway. You got a bi- basketball hoop out there, right? Yes, sir. We played a game of twenty-one, and I beat you. I whooped you, mm-hmm. and I started singing my team's fight song in your house. What would the repercussions be? <laughs> I, hey, next year I'd have to come back and beat you because then, that what happened with Oklahoma. Ohio State did the same thing to them last year. That's and right. They didn't forget, and I love that Baker Mayfield was out there and put them on blast and said that was not cool. And then took advantage, and they came into the big house, and they beat Ohio State. Again, though, that last year when Ohio State went to Oklahoma, went to Norman and beat and beat Oklahoma, it was huge for Ohio State, and it propelled them through that Penn State loss into the national championship hunt. The same thing could happen for Oklahoma. I don't know. The big game, though, in the Pac-12, or the Big 12, rather, is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And I'm going to tell you what, if you out there in radio land have not seen Oklahoma State play this year, make it a point to find them on the dial and watch that offense. It's unreal. It's next level. You're talking about a team that probably has four legitimate NFL receivers on the on the squad Mason Rudolph is a great college quarterback who's coming into the senior year. He's going to break. He's already broken the Oklahoma State career passing record. They've got a stable of backs and athletes on defense. That's a nice ball club. I expect a great game versus Oklahoma. I don't expect Oklahoma to lose anywhere else. I don't think Texas can play with them. And again, West Virginia is the only real top twenty-five-ish 
school that's on both of those those schedules. So Bedlam will be huge this year. Just a little advice to Mayfield. Do a little soil turf sample before you try to stab it into turf when you're planning the, the team, the your college flag. You might just want to test the materials. Hey, but Baker that, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield's a nice college ball player. I, I mean, he, to me – I'd, I'd like to spend a little bit of time with that kid away from a camera and see if he's really that enthusiastic and that fiery. Um, if he is legitimately, he'd be a lot of fun to be around. If it's not and it's put on for the cameras, you know, whatever. But Mayfield has has had a great career so far at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a legitimate player in this national championship race. Like I said, though, given the way it breaks out and the fact that they don't have a conference championship game, I think it's impossible for the Big 12 to put two teams into the mix. So it comes down to Bedlam and the winner there, unless something crazy happens along the way. Yeah, and Mayfield, I think he's 5-1 to odds to win the Heisman. He's behind your your man crush. Look. Over there, Lamar Jackson, he's probably going to run away with it. And then he's sandwiched by Sam Darnold on the other side. So he's he's in the Heisman, you know, discussion. Look, Baker Mayfield should remain in the discussion. Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson are on different planets when it comes to tools and performance. And and look at that. I mean, we were talking about Josh Rosen, and Josh Rosen played out of his mind against Texas A&M in the second half the other day. Caught a couple breaks and wound up with about 469 yards passing, um, I'm sure didn't add any rushing totals to that and probably lost some when you take away the the sack yardage that he, that he incurred in the first half. And that was a career day for Rosen. Lamar Jackson's going to do that pretty much every week in terms of total offense generated. The six-touchdown performance he put against North Carolina, I actually tweeted about that um, shortly after halftime and said the best thing to happen for Lamar Jackson here is is that UNC's keeping this close, and he's going to have to keep out going out there really playing offense. And it, 500 yards offense was inevitable. Um, but he's going to do that a lot. North Carolina's not a bad ball club. I said that two weeks ago. They started out 0-2. They've got a chance to get back and get this thing on track and really, truly, honestly, still have a chance to claw their way through their mm-hmm. division and get to the ACC championship I game, know. and I wouldn't be shocked. Who's not? Who's going to knock them off? Well, right now they're the Akron of the ACC. Nah, Look at the on. standings. Look, I'm telling you guys, I wish they would be good this year. They just lost too many players. Like I said last week, Jones Angel came in here and said, "Listen, you don't understand how many players this team has left. You know, have grad, you know, grad graduating seniors." And quarterbacks going into the NFL, and I'm not whining about it. it I happens. hear you, but uh, they are not going to be good this year. Just well, the only that. team that lost more of its offensive production in the entire NCAA, the only team that lost more of its offensive production to graduation and players leaving than Clemson mm-hmm. is UNC. That's right. So 89 percent of their offensive production out the dog on door. That is a lot. I expect that as the season rolls on that their quarterback situation will settle, that the offense will will kind of get into rhythm. Larry Fedora's is not the most is not the simplest of systems to run. And there's a lot of athletes on defense. We'll see what happens with UNC. I'm higher on them right now than you are because I don't like the rest of the conference or the rest of the division anyway. But we'll see how it I shakes out. I told you what would happen. I said they will yeah. challenge they will channel their inner NC State and play Louisville well. 
just to give you make you feel bad about that about that cow loss. Well, but and that's we'll, exactly what they did. We'll also see though if the performance that offense was able to put up against Louisville is indicative of how weak that Louisville defense is. We're, we're going to find out. The legitimate test for Clemson and for Louisville is coming this weekend. Trent, you said a couple weeks ago Stanford might have a shot to win the Pac-12. That game looked like it was going to be an absolute shootout through mm-hmm. the first quarter, and then Stanford just couldn't get it right on either yeah. side of the ball from that point on. What, did you get a chance to, to check any of that and look at that tape? See, I, I looked at a little bit, and, you know, they just – USC did what they were supposed to do, and they kind of turned it on. They put them on the heels, and the Cardinals couldn't, couldn't come back from it. I mean, they didn't look good. Um, and, you know, I think now they're going to struggle even with U- U- UCLA. I well, mean, that'll be a big game. I think that USC sort of solidified their, their – They're legit. Yeah, their yeah. place is the, as the, the sort of odds-on favorite for the Pac-12. The thing that I take away from this game, though, how does an entire conference play so little defense? I mean, it's, it's almost like playing Madden where they're like, you know, we're just going to dream up, throw the ball down the field, do what all, whatever craziness. Nobody plays any defense out there, and it's just weird to me to watch that type of football. We'll see you on the other side and close this thing up. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats, WDCC, WBLZ Sports, or online at iTunes or the Google Play Store. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brad Nickens. I'm from the cheap seats. Two guys who knew more about sports than all those guys who used to work at ESPN. All right, welcome back from the cheap seats. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent. We're waiting on Dave Kaplan. Diamond Dave will be back in. I swear we're going to do some golf at some point. If you haven't already, check us out at Facebook and on Twitter at Cheap Seat Radio. And on our Facebook page, you will see our event. We'll be playing dodgeball in downtown Sanford, North Carolina at the Bobby Hale Center on October 4th. Excuse me. Whoa. 
October 14th. What <laughs> <laughs> just happened? Oct- yeah, right? October 14th, we're going to start at about 10 a.m. We're hoping to have 40 or 50 teams out there. Sponsors have covered everything, so every nickel we raise in registration fees will go straight to Alzheimer's Research. $50 per team, six players on a team. There'll be some cool giveaways, some cool prizes throughout the day. It's a great time, so come on out and support that. I heard the champions from the last event will be signing autographs. Yes, yes, and taking photos with children, kissing babies. Hugging up on your girlfriend, whatever, you know. But I don't know what we're doing this segment, and I've lost count at some point. So I think what we still have a half hour left. Is that yeah. right? All right. So two full segments. Brandon has been chomping at the bit over here. He's been over there fooling around on his computer. I have no idea what's about to happen. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna grab I just you a hope little. It's good. I'm gonna grab y'all a little so- sound here, and see if you can guess what the movie is. Right. I got you. And then okay. I'll play. Then. I'll wrap it into a take that I have, but first listen to this. Ooh. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. And like that, he's gone. He's gone. All right. Was that supposed to stump somebody? Okay. That's the usual suspects, right? Yep. Kaiser Sose? Yeah, exactly. All right. It's one of the best ending scenes ever in film history. It really is. It's a good one. So imagine, you know, when Kaiser Sose is limping and he breaks out of the limp and starts walking and then you realize it's, it's Kaiser himself and he's got that smirk, he lights the cigarette, and he's just done a job on everybody. Yeah. Imagine Roger Goodell's face. On Kaiser Sose's body. Because what he has done, what he's been able to pull off with this Zeke situation. Think about what he's done. Okay, now everybody said he was an idiot. He might be the smartest person on earth because he threw the book at Zeke Elliott. Like, they said, they recommended zero games. He was like, all right, six then. And then he throws the book. So in the eye of public opinion... As it pertains to all the people that obviously don't like domestic violence, he looks like he tried to do everything he possibly could. And lo and behold, one of the faces of the NFL is now playing. And it's not the NFL's fault. Wow. And it's not the NFL's fault. In six months of doing this show, that's the best thing you've ever said. And light bulbs just went off for me. You're right. The NFL doesn't lose face because they're like, we tried. You know, yeah. we, we, wow. we tried to make a stand, and look what the courts did, and they get their star back, and they don't, there's no egg on the NFL's face. That was, yeah, that is unbelievable. Yeah, that's I mean, crazy. And what Go will ahead. happen, you know, and they, Roger Goodell made that all dang. happen. Dang. He's just wow. at home going, <laughs> <laughs> he's rolling in his money. That dude's got more and money. Jerry than Jones him. is not commenting about it. He's fine. He knows he said that it uplifted his team, the ruling on Friday, but he won't talk about it. I think I think you're onto something, man. Wow, I think Brandon. major maybe Roger Goodell pulled a Kaiser Sose on the entire world. I think they were on a phone call and Jerry was like, Roger, what is going on? And he was like, Roger. I mean, wait Jerry, I got, wait I got this. I got this. Stop, stop, stop. Trent, I'm gonna need you to say how Jerry Jones would have said, Roger, what's going on? Roger! What's going on with it? What is it? Is he get, don't, don't I pay you enough? What are you doing with this Ezekiel thing? 
That's how Terry would have said that. Well, there's only one Trent Nichols, okay? Well, there is only one Trent Nichols, and I got a third thing you haven't heard today. 485, baby. 485. Uh, This Uh is going to hurt your head. (laughs) But you actually used, as you were playing the Kaiser Sose audio that we didn't know anything about, you did use the word wrapping it into, and I don't know where it was, but I do have to say, and for anybody that doesn't know what's going on here, go to our Facebook page. It won't be hard to find your alfalfa tablet moment. <laughs> However, I think you hurt some feelings in the aftermath of that. Oh, no. When, you know, we were talking about Trent and, you know, you were clowning his skills on the mic. So, oh, Lord. this happened. This is careful, all the fellas tried to do what Matthew Berry tells us. Got shot down because we're overzealous. We played hard to get, other owners got jealous. Okay, smarty, check out your lineup. Guys are hurt, not enough. I offer the running back there. You wish you could grab them. The last on the waiver list, never have them. If you want him, you'll get him. If you want him, buddy, you'll get him. Just make a trade. If you want him, you'll get him. If you want him, buddy, you'll get him. Just make a trade. What up, dude? <laughs> Dog. I, I I'm told spe- you. I'm speechless. Hey, that's exactly what I texted him last night. He's like, what did you think? I'm speechless. Who you got over there on the vocals? That's, I know, right? Okay. That's the first thing I asked, too. So... <laughs> I tried to make my daughter do it, and she was too embarrassed. She couldn't do it. So, no, God. she showed good judgment and said, "I don't want to be God. any part of this." <laughs> that God was a bless good, her. I'm just going to count that as a good career choice. God her bless back. her. That was my wife. Good, she good stepped parenting. over the plate and got tortured. Good parenting. So we we've identified that your children have been raised to make good choices. <laughs> Man, Mom and dad. Your other half. That's questionable. Your other half has pipes, bro. <laughs> You need to run her out onto the voice, make you some money. Yes, sir. So uh, that happened. Wow. And that was his homage to MC Brandon. You inspired I, me. You inspired me with I went I started listening to all my old rap records and then I was thinking about my fantasy football records. tunes. <laughs> my fan my fantasy football team and I, you know what? It just you you were my muse and I came up with a little did you, ditty. Did you so did, how do you, you feel? How do you feel knowing that you inspired that? Did you manage to put them on the phonograph? <laughs> your records? Yeah, my my turntable, so I can spin those. So he popped out his whole he popped out his old NWA cassette. Yeah. So true story. We're riding in the car with my two daughters, and my oldest puts on the future beat, and she's like, "Have you heard this? It was actually a dance. It was a dance off." And I was like, no, I haven't heard that. But have you heard this? And I played Alpha Alpha Tablets. And her jaw dropped to the bottom <laughs> of the car. But uh, they they were shaking my head like we were shaking our heads at you, Trent, just now. <laughs> like we were like, they were looking at me like, Dad, what has happened to you? We weren't laughing at you. We were laughing with you. Yep. 
But see, Trent's got good skills, though. That's the difference between the two of us. And I know I was doing a little more freestyle action, and but Trent's got good rhythm. I think my rap was off beat. He's got good vocals. I don't have any backup singers. Wait, wait just a second. <laughs> wait, wait just a second, because I want to make sure that in the context of that thing that just went down, you used the word good three or four times. That's unacceptable. But now that you've done your rap, Trent has done his rap, the only thing left is for David Kaplan to do his rap. And he just walked in. So at some point in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have to get him on the mic and have him do his thing. But welcome back, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got approximately 16 minutes of airtime left. You can use half of that to catch us up and tell us what Jordan Spieth is doing to the rest of the world. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do it. Woo. He's, uh, he didn't do anything this weekend. They had the weekend off. So that must be nice, right? Millionaires get the weekend off. Hmm. Uh, but um, it, he's, he's up top. You want to recap where we stand? Yeah, As absolutely. a group and in our bet for uh, unofficial bet, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally unofficial. Sure. It, it might be a, a libations thing in the end. I don't know. I'm sure that it will be. Well, we're going to start with Trent Dog here. Uh, Trent uh, has Justin Thomas at number two. Uh, so it. he's his top seed. But he's, he's still got all four in the hunt. Uh, remember, after they're, they're going up, uh, going to play the BMW Championship and in Boston. And the uh, uh, top 30 advance to Atlanta, to East Lake and play um, uh, the tour championship. And basically, just for the folks at home who don't follow this at all, and there's plenty of those folks out there, because the FedEx Cup is more confusing than NASCAR. <laughs> right. I don't know. That, that's, that's a good tie. We'll give it a good tie. So the top 30 go to play in the Players' Championship, which is the last major of the year. Right. Not a basically, major. Not a major, just not Players' a major. Championship. Gotcha. Yeah. My fault. Last tournament of the calendar year. Gotcha. That, there you go. Thanks for setting me straight. Appreciate right. you, dog. That's why you're the golf guy. It's a stoop. But basically, <laughs> anybody that's in in or around the top ten that wins that final can win it all. Yeah, will yeah. basically win it all. I they mean, try to do a winner take all deal uh, there at the end, and then depending on where the guys at the top are, you could even come back from further of that. You know, if if the top guys perform poorly gotcha. at, the, at the tour championship. So if somebody has a bad pit stop. Or you right. know, is in a wreck? Yeah. Then you could you could pass them up. Is That's that what right. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. To use the analogy with NASCAR, <laughs> I wouldn't end that. So uh, I thought that was a real thing. Or fall down the stairs. Yeah. Or could fall down the stairs. That's a good point. Trent. Or play in the LPGA. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's a damper yeah. on the. T- that hurts. <laughs> that does hurt. So we had we had two people cut. Well, we had one cut from Brandon's five person team uh, before we ever started. Uh, although I do think the Bulldog probably is, is, is helping you out because you do have the number one seeded player right now, which is Jordan Speed. <clears throat> and uh, if he continues to play the way he plays, Go it's going to be hard to pass. Shoulders off me. Right, right. Uh, but he, you also have Jay Vegas and the Duff man are still in the top 30. HV3 gone. Mm, He's out. That hurts. I know. He was you know why, well. don't you? Why's that? I've been trying to get in touch with him for two weeks. He won't call the show. Right. Right. Well, 
So that's yeah. it. He All right. Oh, yeah. We'll, I got to we'll finish it up. We're, we're headed into a break. We're in the home stretch. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seat. We are in the home stretch for real this time. Last segment. So we gotta we gotta kind of shoehorn everything in that's left for us to talk about. I get so confused because we talk sports all the time, Brandon. Like yeah. incessantly, 24-7. Yeah. My wife is like, dude, why don't y'all move in together? Mm. Um, and there's a good reason for that. I don't like you like that. And I okay. don't want to be cuddled up on He's you. He's got plenty of room over there. He's, I hear he's going to install a waterfall. So. Well, when the waterfall comes, I may have to rethink the whole thing. Dude, I've never taken acid. <laughs> but <laughs> like, where are we going? Wait, whoa, whoa. But I just Man, had I've a... never sniffed glue. <laughs> I, yeah. We're sitting here, and Dave's about to talk golf, and I had a Trent Nichols rap <laughs> flashback. And I just start laughing out loud. I can't help it. I almost brought us back in. This here's a tale for all the fellas. I just make a trade. Thanks for ruining my week, Trent Nichols. Just make a trade. <laughs> make a trade. I was all hyped up on alfalfa tablets. If you want him, yes, go get him. Oh my gosh, that was amazing. So. I don't know what I was talking about. We're about to throw it to Kaplan for some golf here. Kaplan, yeah, he we was in the midst the golf top. of an epic bit of golf. He was, he was explaining to you guys I'm number no. one in our competition. <laughs> That's where he was Gone, yeah. your shoulders off. Yeah, Brand, so Brandon, you know, it's this one-man take-all, right? So whoever wins it among the three, the four of us. Has a lot of beer to drink. Right. and then who, That's right. And then whoever, uh, it's the same way for the FedEx Cup. Whoever wins it, wins it. So only one person gets to $10 million. So uh, their bet's a little, or their game's a little uh, richer than ours is. But but back to what I was saying with the HV3 thing, because you missed yeah. last week. HV3, been at him on Facebook, trying to get his attention. Told he him, should hey, have some time off call, now. Right? Yeah. So I'm going to make one more push. He's hanging out with Joel Yinkster. One more push. <laughs> should have <laughs> been hanging out with Sloan Stevens. Yeah. But we're not talking to this. 
Does he have any eligibility left? Because the Pirates need him on the football field right now. Well, well, how's that well, Ruffin McNeil well, firing working out for so ECU, stupid, man? Oh, that was yeah, that was not smart. Well, good job. And ECU's got work to do. They look bad. I mean, bad, the, guy, bad, bad. the guy went and lost a lot of weight, and then you fire him. Hey. I mean, he looked good on there. He, he was doing a good job. Anyway, let's get back to golf. Quick so, break. you're in third place. Well, you're not really in third place. DJ's in third place. Uh, but last year – he won by like five strokes at the BMW Championship. So if he well, wins this week, that will catapult him back in the first place. Dustin Johnson always a so I think know, you're kind of in the always a suit. possibility to kind of go on a binge and and you fall know, downstairs. Play. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was gonna say and just play you know exactly. great golf. Yeah. That's all yeah. I was saying. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. So he's in there with a puncher's chance. Right. And uh, you still got Ricky Flat Fowler and Sergio in the mix. Ali Schneider Jans, he's gone. Boom. No, actually, no, I'm wrong. He's uh, still I'm, in it, but he's got it. He, he's in 50th. Sergio's in 34th, so they both have to play well this weekend to make it to a tour championship. Sergio's got this, man. Now, I've got probably the least likely chance to win this thing. However, all four of my players are in the top 21. What does that get you? Well, if, if, Nothing. if, one, if, they, if either any of the four of them play well the last two weeks, maybe win, then they'll win. So – Better to have four chances than than, yeah. than one. No, if yeah. I have wings grow out of my back, I can fly <laughs> away too. <laughs> okay. So you, you're the golf guy in your last place. Is that what I'm hearing? This dude well, just. All right. wait a I can now. I can spin this thing. I this can dude, spin wait, this, this thing. This dude. First of all, just sit, talking about doing acid. Now he's talking about wings growing out of his back. I'm a little worried about you, dog. And you had a hot flash earlier. This is a whole lot of Molly gagging going on. I know. He was stripping. He took the Newton jersey off. And, Did and you see like, that? In the midst of the segment, set his headphones down, <laughs> got up, walked around, stripped, stripped right. butt naked. I don't – that and was that, weird. Don't do that, <laughs> man. Trent. Don't it do was that. Before, that was before Trent rap. I know. Anyway. It's okay. unbelievable. But, no, here's my point. Webb Simpson's my poorest player on the team, or the one that's the furthest out. And he's in 21st. You know, you got Ali in 50th, and then, of course, HV3's gone. And, and he was a sympathy pick for Brandon anyway. But but we'll see how it goes. It, obviously, it, I, Matt Siamas played the worst of the top four players coming in, and now, now he's down to fourth. He started out as first. Missed the first cut. Middle of the pack uh, a couple weeks ago, so uh, maybe he'll catch fire and do something for me. I don't. Matsuyama though is a guy that's always a candidate to just blow a course apart, though. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's rolling. If you know, we're talking football about arm talent. I think he's got as much swing talent as anybody right. out there. He really can do some things with. The yeah, I think if he's making the five footers, yeah, yeah, he's going to be difficult to contend with. So who's so. in last? You are. No, uh, I don't know how you judge last. Mm-hmm. As far as the top ranked player. Matsuyama's in fourth, and right. he's my top ranked player. Okay, so, so Brandon, right. Trent, me, you. Yeah, but All it's right. anybody's game at this point. Okay, it might get a little, a little clearer picture after the uh, BMW. Championship. You might have to get a loan from your buddy with the waterfall to pay off well, this way. Hey, now what I will say is there is an a big drop off in points after Dustin Johnson because of Matsuyama's poor performance so far in the uh, first two tournaments. He's got 3,021 points. It's 2,000 points behind Jordan Spieth. Dude, I told you it was more confusing than NASCAR. Right. I don't have any idea what But Dustin Johnson's only like uh, – I mean, Justin Thomas is only like 25 points behind Spieth, and then 
Uh, Dustin Johnson's about another three, 400 points behind him. So the top three are carrying a lot of points. So it will take a couple wins probably to catch them. All right. David Kaplan, since yes. you weren't here when we were having this conversation earlier, Sloan Stevens right. USA. won the Got U.S. It. Open. I, I honestly thought that there was a third Williams sister. Does she not look a lot like She me? does. I thought Venus was. That's the most stereotypical yeah, racist thing I've ever heard. No. In my life. <laughs> Just That's said. not what I meant at all. Yes. What are you doing? Dude. God. Okay. That's <laughs> not what I meant at all. She, she looks like him. I mean, she could be their sister. Stop. All right. Here is the question, though. Anyway, Sloane Stevens is the first woman to win... <laughs> <laughs> a Grand Slam tournament that in wasn't named forever. Williams. Yeah, who was the last one before the Venus or be, before the mm. Williams sisters? American. Who was the last American, American woman to win a major? Chris Everett. You don't have to go quite that far. Jennifer Capriati. 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 Yeah. Now she won the U.S. Out. Open. She won the U.S. Yeah, I, remember uh, I don't know. Yeah, was it the U.S. Open or Australian? Australia. Well, it was one of the four. In 2002, she won the Australian Open. And in 2001, she, she won, won two of them, the Australian and, and uh, Wimbledon. And yeah. that was at the beginning of the Williams sisters. That was when Venus was right, you know, top right, shelf. Right, right, right. Since Capriati won, if I'm not mistaken, the Williams sisters in the last 18 years from 2000 on have won 28. That's impressive. 28. Majors between the two of them. And U.S. women's tennis has not been better for it. No. Capriati looks just like like Chris Everett. (laughs) No, you know who she looks like? She looks like Punky Brewster. (laughs) Yeah, she does look like Punky Brewster. She does. She went through that kind of – you remember she got caught shoplifting? Punky Brewster, yeah. She went through that whole phase. Anyway, she can't. That's what happens when you're like the best in the world at what you do when you're like 12 years old. Let me jump in there and be a cad since we're talking about female tennis players. Dude, I swear to God, if you talk about what Sloan Stevens looks like, I'm. No, 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 no. I'm talking about what Hingis looks like. Has there ever been a, for me, has there ever been a woman who you started out not being attracted to at all and that turned to 180? Well, no, that's what I was going to say. If he dissed her, I'm she like, dude, I really liked her. I mean, we I think she's really attra- Yeah. Why yeah. don't we well, go you know, Martina Hingis? You know, she broke uh, Sergio's heart. I had dumped no idea. Him. Yeah, she dumped him, and he went wow. to pot for like two years. He was horrible. She served. Wait, did he, did he start stinking, or did he actually smoke pot <laughs> yeah, for started, two years? He was terrible for two okay, years. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, I didn't know. But he's so, in love now. He just so why is Sloan's getting back to your original topic? <laughs> why is why aren't people making as much noise about the first U.S. women's tennis player? Because Serena wasn't in the tournament. They just don't care. Line. Yeah. Serena wasn't in it, so it's tainted. And this could not have gone worse for U.S. tennis as a whole. They ended up with a draw. No, 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 no. Let, hear me out. No, Sloan Stevens won, and nobody knows. Yeah, nobody The cares. reason for that is, is nobody watched, nobody cared. Federer and Nadal, in, an, in a field with a zillion injuries in it, ended up in the quarterfinals against one another. Mm-hmm. And Nadal cruises and rolls on and does his thing, and nobody cares. They didn't have the stars. And we've talked about that. People, well, we want parity. We want parity. No, we don't. In America, we want stars. We want dominance. We want superior teams and athletes. And Nadal playing some guy 
yeah. is not compelling. And then you look on the women's side and you subtract Serena from the equation. Serena's won a bazillion tournaments, is far and away the best player in women's tennis, maybe in tennis period, and you take her out of that because she's off having a baby – and everybody else, it, it taints what's going well, it's on. It's kind of like the same thing with golf when Tiger's game dipped because yeah. we didn't have the speed. We didn't have – Well, and you, right. you still don't. And every time somebody comes along, golf and the press are clamoring for them mm-hmm. to be the next whatever. And I think that's why Tiger, if he would have maintained longer, it would have done the same thing to golf. And I think golf is now starting to recuperate because maybe. they have all these young American stars that may be coming up. Maybe. But then when Tiger came along, they're looking, where's the Nicholas? Where's the Palmer? Because they were Arnold Palmer. They were the guys, and they compared Tiger to that. Where's that rivalry? They're always looking for that. Well, but if Tiger was good still, then I think it would have been just like tennis. Once he went out, we'd be in trouble for a long I'm not time. Sure that, I'm not sure that it's not fair to say that it hasn't been. TV ratings for the PGA are in the tank. And have been since Tiger left, and I don't know that they're going to recover. But again, I go back to the point that we have a short memory, and every time somebody comes along, whether it's Roy McIlroy, whether it's Jordan Spieth, we want to anoint them and put them in the same category. Just ain't going to happen. Thanks for hanging out. This has been From the Cheap Seats. We love you guys. Check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, at Cheap Seat Radio. Email us at CheapSeatRadio at gmail.com. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. When I was just a tiny baby, I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today.